Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. Join me this week as we explore Canberra, Australia's political capital. Canberra is a city of approximately 500,000 people, set in the rolling hills about three hours south of Sydney. Canberra is similar to Washington DC in that it's its own territory. My daughter Sam and I had been to Washington DC many times, and what struck us most uh, eerily was that Washington and Canberra aren't dissimilar in many ways, primarily a government city with buildings lining the wide boulevards punctuated, punctuated by large tracts of green space. I had elected to stay at the Vibe Hotel which is adjacent to the airport. My daughter Sam loves architecture and this masterpiece was designed by Bates Smart and his distinct overtones of the Guggenheims in New York City, squarely within its design. This six-story gem is worth visiting Canberra just so you can visit the incredible building. And when you see the lobby, you'll understand exactly what I mean. This beautifully appointed hotel has only one drawback, in that it didn't have a pool. Generally not an issue, and I'm sure given Canberra's rather temperate climate with regard to most of Australia, but in the summer heat, it was a sweltering 39 during our visit, and so a pool would have been absolutely ideal. Our first day of exploring led us to the Australian War Memorial, which is a place I've always yearned to visit, but have never seemed to get around to it. Conceived at the end of World War I to honor those Australians who had fallen during the most recent conflict, 1914 to 1918, but also as a mark of respect for those that had paid the ultimate sacrifice in all wars in which Australia had participated. It is a beautifully designed Art Deco structure, utilising the sandstone which is so prevalent in Australia and surrounded by natural bush. After years of funding challenges during the Great Depression, it was finally opened on Armistice Day 1941, but by then Australia was already engaged in the Second World War. Over the ensuing years, it has gathered and catalogued in excess of 2.5 million records and artefacts and still adding to it by the day, as Australians continue to donate family heirlooms and the like. A very impressive collection. Sam and I spent four hours and could have easily spent another four, but still wouldn't have got to it all. A history buff's dream, really. So as in my element. Free entry to all of the museums in Canberra, which is also a great bonus and very similar to Washington DC. After lunch at the War Memorial, we decided to drive across the boulevard and bridge to the Parliament buildings. There are two in fact. The first one opened in May 1927, which is the original one that I grew up with. Regal is the word I'd used when describing this beautiful old building. The new Parliament building was opened by the Queen in 1988 and is situated right behind the original on the hill, so that it looks as though it's sitting on top of the older building, which is quite an optical illusion. Interesting, when you're at the Australian War Memorial, you can see both Parliament buildings clearly in the distance at the end of the large boulevard 
that stretches across the city and spans Lake Burley Griffin. If you listen to my podcast, you know that my daughter Sam is our resident foodie, and as such has taken control of the food choices on this trip as well, notably after a dodgy decision or two by yours truly, but enough about that. We had two very memorable meals during our stay in Canberra. The first was at a delicious Indian restaurant called Spice Affair. It's located at Shop 8 of 15 in Kingsland Parade in the suburb of Casey. This little gem is ranked number one in all of Canberra out of the 1,073 dining establishments, and for very good reason. To start, we had the onion bhaji and gobi manchurian, or Asian-style battered cauliflower pieces, tossed in a hot and sour sauce, followed by an interesting choice for Sam. She chose chicken bindaloo which as you may or may not know, is the marinated chicken cooked with spices and is notoriously hot and spicy. I chose the homestyle curry chicken and given the hot weather, washed it down with a fine kingfisher ale. Some basmati steamed rice and a good measure of freshly cooked naan bread. Absolutely delicious. After our meal, the owner dropped by our table and we got to chatting. He asked us where we were from, given Sam had booked the reservation with her Toronto phone number. When we told him Toronto, his face lit up and smiled. He said that he had just come back from visiting his brother who lives in Toronto, who also owned a restaurant called Spice Affair. What a small and crazy world we live in. This was without doubt the best meal of our trip to Australia, barring the oysters in Sydney, that is. Our second day dawned just as hot as our first, And so leaving early, we set out for the National Gallery of Australia. As you'd expect, it was chock full of incredible artwork, most notably the Australian Impressionists, including Tom Roberts, Arthur Stretton, Jane Sutherland, Charles Condor, and Frederick McCubbin, who in my mind equaled the more well-known French Impressionists Matisse, Picasso, and Degas for their depiction of the 19th century pastoral scenes, albeit in Australia. Yes, now I know that's a big statement, but their interpretation of the Australian landscapes is spot on. I'm just saying, it's fantastic. And so after a morning filled with some of the most beautiful artworks, including some incredible Australian Aboriginal art, we set off to find Sam's next food masterpiece. We found ourselves back in the city at the cupping room for a late brunch. Didn't I say Sam was a great finder of places to eat? And this was no exception, with a huge plate of sourdough, poached eggs, smashed avocado and bacon, plus delicious coffee to wash it all down. It, the meal was out of this world. Yep, another absolutely great find for Sam, and both the cupping room and spice affair are both must-dos when you visit Canberra. We just had one more stop before heading to the airport for our afternoon flight. We decided to see if the Parliament buildings were actually open to visitors, and as luck would have it, they were. Not only open, but also free parking to boot. Loving the freebies in Canberra. Interestingly, to explore the new Parliament building, both the House of Representatives and Senate rooms were open for us to take a quick peek inside. And although lots of security, everyone was super friendly and helpful with answering our questions. All in all, Canberra was a very cool stop in our trip, and although, to be honest, most memorably for the food, it was an incredible two-day stopover. 
So although Canberra is a little bit off the beaten track and not your Melbourne or Sydney or Cairns, it is still a delightful city to visit and one I'd recommend. Surprisingly friendly, beautiful and peaceful. Thanks for listening and I hope you had a great time visiting Canberra with us and uh, until next time, have a great day. If you'd like to learn more about Indelible Adventures or the services we provide, please visit our website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Well, thanks for listening, and until next time, ciao.